0: Your Locked On Longhorns, your daily podcast on the Texas Longhorns.
1: Welcome to a Football Friday edition of the Locked On Longhorns podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Kahn. Follow me on Twitter at PatSportsGuy. Follow Tammy at G. Follow the show Locked On Horns on Twitter. That's how you can reach us. We're now on Instagram, Instagram.com, and look for a username Locked On Longhorns. We're going to start posting some videos. Maybe some audio clips and some great pictures that we can come across, Cammy, As we get excited, we get pumped for college football Saturday night. I
2: Darryl, know. We're, it's Kami, only a day away.
1: Daryl K. Royal, Texas Memorial Stadium. 18,000 people are going to pile into that stadium. But I got to ask, did you watch last night? Uh, we had Charles Minahue for the Houston Texans. Alex Okafor for the Kansas City Chiefs. Did you watch the NFL opener last night?
2: Yes, I was actually very excited for any football to, I guess, necessarily begin. But um, I watched a bit of that. I also watched the Rockets and Lakers, and I also watched the Dallas Stars. They were all going on at once. The uh, um, Dallas
1: Stars game, not not that we're locked on Stars or locked I, on yeah. hockey, but, man, that Stars game was nuts. Uh, Rads, you know, with the 30 seconds into overtime, clanging it off the post, and it was game over. Yeah, that was exciting stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it was like the – I think uh Elias Sports uh you know they have a partnership with ESPN. They tweeted out last night was the first time ever in the history that there was Major League Baseball, National Hockey League, NBA, NFL, college football, uh WNBA all going on at the wow. same time. It, yeah, it was it was insane. It was nuts. There was if you were a sports fan, last night was heaven. It really I think,
2: was. it really I was th-
1: I think that, you know, I try to be a positive person. I try to look at the positive in in most situations. And obviously 2020 has been a terrible year. I think we can all agree. Mm -hmm. Uh, But 2020 being a terrible year brought us all of those sports at one time. You know, so if if you had multiple screens and multiple TVs, you were in heaven trying to figure out which game am I going to watch.
2: Right. Um, I, I mostly tuned into the NFL game. I think out of those three primary games that were on last night. But I was definitely keeping up with that Miami game because of our predictions. What was yeah, the final? Uh, what was the final with that?
1: Uh 14 So they covered the the 14 okay. point spread. They they covered it. Uh yeah, it was tough to watch that uh the air king. He was running around for his life. That offensive line is um is porous. I, I will say <laughs> that much. And they struggled with UAB especially early on. I mean, UAB striked first, and it's like, oh, boy, here we go. Right. Um, you know, and, and but, you know, Manny Diaz was able to keep that defense uh, in tune to that game, and he was able to uh, keep them under that 20-point spread or that 20-point 20 20 point. Uh, average that they did last year. So, you know, it was fun, uh, but obviously we're here today, and we're going to talk a little bit about it. Uh, we're going to talk about some Texas Longhorns football uh, coming up. Pretty excited about this. I had my sit down with a former five-time All-American at the University of Texas. Uh, Great return man uh, in the NFL, Eric Metcalf. Uh, We talked a little bit about Sam Ellinger. Uh, We talked about Tom Herman. We talked about bringing back the Texas A&M rivalry. Um, You know, so lots to talk about. Uh, We'll get into that conversation with Eric Metcalf here in a little bit. Uh, but first gaming, let's let's talk about this, the upcoming game. Um I want to talk about areas of concern. Now uh-huh. I know when when you when you look at this game and you talk about the Utep minors, a team that struggled last year. They won one game all last year, went one and eleven. Uh this year they won a game already. They struggled against F, uh Stephen F. Austin and FCS Foe in, in week one. They're coming to Austin uh to play a very hungry. Uh, Texas Longhorns football team, you know, they're they're itching to get out there because uh, if 2020 would have been a normal year, Texas would be preparing to go to Baton Rouge tomorrow. Uh, you know, and I, and they and would have already played South Florida, a team that Texas has never played. They would have played South Florida last weekend. So you talk about a team that was expecting to already be in their second game. They're getting their first taste. What are some of the things that you're looking forward to? Um, and That's my next question. But first, was there areas of concern for you? I have three, but I kind of want to know what's your areas of concern? What are you excited about?
2: Hmm. Well, I guess on the concern side, so I'm not, I, I guess I shouldn't call these concerns just because I think Texas is easily going to uh, defeat UTEP tomorrow night. But um, I think there's more so question marks uh, surrounding the team and the coaching staff and uh, the depth players and how they'll be used. Um, for example, I'm really excited to see Hudson Card likely get out there and play. Um, like you mentioned, I think uh previous Before we jumped on the call about the wide receiver group and how uh, that depth is going to play out. Obviously, we mentioned Tariq Black is performing really well uh, throughout practices and fall camp so far, and he obviously surpassed uh, Brennan Eagles on the depth chart. So I'm curious how they kind of use Eagles uh, tomorrow night and um, I'm excited, I guess, now more so to see Jordan Whittington now that Jake Smith is sidelined with a hamstring injury. So um, there's a couple different and obviously the running back committee, which we've talked about numerous times um, and kind of the hot hand approach and uh, who looks better than the other things like that. So I think it's more so just depth pieces that I'm excited to uh, excited to see, I guess, but not necessarily areas of concern.
1: Yeah. So here we are, Cammy, our first football Friday. Uh since we started the Lockdown Longhorns podcast. And I have to tell you, my areas of concern are number one, stay healthy.
0: Right. Uh, I,
1: I think that I mean, I think that goes without saying, but the fact is you lost an Isaiah Hookfin. Um you lost a Jake Smith ahead of this game. Um, you know, obviously a, day, a daily uh AA linebacker. Mm-hmm. He's finally healthy, he's finally back. Uh, but, but you know, there is concern with keeping him healthy, you know. Um, hopefully, Roshan doesn't run into him again. Uh, oh, I know. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, and I didn't bring up the running back situation in my area as a concern because, obviously, I think we all know that all three of them are going to get ample playing time this year. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, Tom Herman is gushed about B. John Robinson. And I think – and, obviously, I have too. I mean, you know, that's – you know – we're we all have our pet cats, you know, our guys on the team. Yeah. Uh for me Bijan, you know, he's my guy, I'm a, I'm a huge I'm a huge fan of running backs. Uh if you follow me on Twitter, you you constantly see me say running backs matter. Um jokingly, obviously, because, you know, there's a whole yeah. deal with how people view running backs, but uh I think Bijan goes for 100 yards in this game.
2: Whoa, that's a bold take.
1: Um you know, I think he's going to get more reps, especially in yeah, the second I was, half. I was thinking they, that as well. You know, big big lead, second half, give him the football. Uh, you know, maybe they'll get Gabriel Watson, the transfer uh, in, you know, the FCS mm-hmm. Division II rushing leader back in 2018. Maybe he gets involved a little bit. But I think if you got a big lead, you run the football, you, you milk the clock. Um, so that's why I'm saying I think Bijan gets 100 yards in this game. I think he'll play a majority of the second half. Um, other areas concerned, like you talked about, was the wide receiver position. Obviously, Tariq Black taking over at the X. Uh, Joshua Moore getting our first extended look at him, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Alvante Woodard was a guy who who kind of flashed a little bit last season towards late in the year, you know, um, you know, how does he look? Obviously Jordan Whittington, what do they do at the slot? Uh, tight ends, you know, I didn't mention this, but the tight ends, you know, uh, a young guy, I want to see Braden Lybrock. He's a guy that, you know, he's one of the better receiving tight ends. Uh, you know, he's more of that new school NFL style, uh, big slot receiver type guy. Uh, what's what can he do? He was really good, uh, out in Arizona, uh, prior to signing with Texas last year. Uh, Jared Wiley, and then obviously defense.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I think you know, we all have PTSD when it comes to this <laughs> because, of, because of Todd Orlando last year. Uh, Malcolm Roach in his pre draft interview basically just scorched earth so to speak i mean he he didn't pull any punches when he talked about orlando's defense and how Mm -hmm. it did not set them up for success uh for that season and and now you bring in chris ash and he's got joseph aside rushing the passer he's got a stout front four i thought it was interesting chris ash uh when talking about the two guys in the middle of the defense uh and and when i said i'm talking about uh taquan graham keon coburn he thinks that they could be one of the best duo interior duos in all of college football
2: i saw that and i mean i guess it's pretty realistic i mean the talent is is clearly evident on that entire defensive line um but yeah i i i guess it's just a question mark like you mentioned it's almost like a ptsd factor where uh you you know it. I guess you know the potential of what that defense could be and the talent and the versatility on that entire defense as a whole, actually. And um, new defensive coordinator, Chris Ash, like you said, and a new defensive scheme. So it's just a lot of question marks um, surrounding that unit. But um, it's definitely going to be exciting to see how they do.
1: It is going to be exciting. But well, let's get into my conversation with the former All American running back, uh, Eric Metcalf. But first, I want to tell you about our friends out at Bilt Bar. I don't know about you, Cami. Sometimes I'm feeling low on energy. Not today, I'm pumped. It's football day. <sighs> but if I'm feeling low on energy and I want something healthy, I got to go to my Built Bar. I, I, Cammy, are you a big fan of peanut butter? I am. Peanut butter brownie is fantastic. I got You got to check it out for yourself. Go to BuiltBar.com. They got 12 of their original flavors. They have six new flavors, including cheesecake, which you know me. I'm a big cheesecake fan. You can try all eighteen. Go to buildbar.com. You're going to use the promo code locked on. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. They're going to give you ten dollars off. You can use that ten dollars, Cami. Maybe buy some food this weekend. Maybe get your wings. You're going to have a cheat day on Saturday night. So before you do that, eat healthy, eat right. I know you don't want to get the pandemic twenty, the pandemic thirty. Go to billbar.com. Use the promo code locked on. I promise you will not be
0: disappointed. All right, now I'm joined by
1: legendary running back, all-purpose back, five-time All-American at the University of Texas, Eric Metcalf. Eric, uh, thanks for hopping on today. Uh, appreciate you taking the time to, to speak with us and get excited about some Texas
0: football this weekend. Yeah, thanks for having me for once. Um, for sure, I just um, I'm excited about football. I've just been looking forward for football, you know, for for months and months and months. Even when I knew it wasn't football season, I was just because there was nothing else to do. I was just so looking forward to uh, football starting. And unfortunately, like all the college teams aren't playing, but we get to uh, get to see some. We
1: we do get to see some. You know, obviously. Uh the season started for most. Uh Big 12 football game started this weekend. Uh before we really dive into any of that, I just kind of wanted to take a take a look back a little bit. And I, I know that you had a, a very successful college career and, and even into the NFL, but looking back, what were some of your favorite memories
0: of, of playing with the burn orange on? You know, I just I loved uh being with my teammates, of course. Uh playing in the, the OU game and A&M games I love even though I never won either one of them I love playing those big rivalry games and 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 I just I just love being a part of uh, the Texas football tradition and and we didn't win as many games as I would have liked while I was there didn't ever go to the cotton Bowl, but but I would never trade it for the world because I had a a blast while I was there. I met some some great people who are, I'm still friends with now and and was able to forge memories there during my time.
1: Yeah, um, obviously that you bring up, obviously, the Oklahoma game, which is, you know, still massively huge, uh, you know, each and every season, regardless of how one team is. It's always one of the most hyped-up games uh, each and every year. And, and recently, Joel Clatt had head coach Tom Herman on and his show, and, and they were talking about the bringing back the the Lone Star rivalry, the Lone Star showdown. How important do you think it is that Texas and A&M iron it out
0: uh, and bring that game back uh, each and every year? In, I'm one of those guys who, who's like 50-50. Mm-hmm. Because, I, I'm one, I'm, because as a person who's actually played in it and, and know what it means to, to fill it as a, as a player, I, I 100% love it. But when I think about the other side, the flip side, as far as recruiting, what have you, uh, my thing is, if you have a Texas kid who is deciding to, do I want to play in the Big 12 or do I want to go to the SEC, you can't lose that game, because because yeah. that that shifts you right there. Because and then wins, he's going SEC, and Texas wins, he's staying Big 12, and so it's it's. It's kind of a double-edged sword because it's it's big for for the whole state and, and for those of us who have, like I said, lived through it and always had that rivalry around. We love it. But once again, on the flip side, it could kill recruiting.
1: Yeah, I I agree with you 100% there on the recruiting aspect of it, obviously, because now they're in the SEC. And, you know, SEC comes out and they say, yo, it just means more here, you know, and they have that hashtag that they run out there. and. And obviously they're constantly in the conversation for national championship between LSU, Alabama. So I get that. Uh, but talking about Tom Herman, just for a second, do you think uh, looking at what he's done so far in Texas, you know, taking over after Charlie strong, do you think that he received a lot of unfair criticism?
0: Well, I don't, I don't know if it's unfair. And I, and I say that because that's a very high profile position. And so, it doesn't matter who steps in that 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 spot you're going to receive criticism so you're expected to go in that in that position as the head coach of the university of texas and win football games no matter who it is i don't care where you came from what whatever black white whatever it doesn't matter you're expected to win games so you're always going to be the you're always going to be scrutinized and so it's it's just a matter of how you manage it how you you turn it around do you are winning games are you bringing in the recruits that get get people off your back and then once you once you do that then it's, it's it's nothing to worry about i mean every mac brown didn't start out hot like that but then he turned it around and everybody just have to have the opportunity to do so and and bring in those recruits and get people to buy into your 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 system and then and then it goes from there
1: and obviously this this weekend utep Utah- it's it's a game that texas is expected to win big um you know if you, if you look at the the betting lines and the odds they got them like six touchdown favorites uh what, what are you looking forward to seeing obviously i know you're like me you're a huge football fan uh you waited months for this but what are you
0: looking forward to most once the game actually kicks off uh, just because like you said it's it's a game that we're expected to win but i think for me i'm looking forward to the guys going out there and playing well as a team, Uh executing. I mean, because, I mean, this is their first time against another team. So uh, I'm looking forward to them executing a new offense that they haven't had as much time with as they would have in previous years. So I'm trying to see, I'm trying to look for guys to go out there and doing their job, doing possibly the best they can, because you have to use this as, as a stepping stone moving forward. So, I'm hopefully it goes well in that respect. Score to me doesn't matter as long as we play as we play well.
1: And this year, obviously, it's a senior year. Sam Ellinger, uh, a lot of talk has been about him, NFL draft, Heisman. Do you think that he has it in him for a Heisman worthy season?
0: I do. I mean, what we've seen in the in the, in the previous years. I mean, what last year we threw for what 32 touchdowns or so, or, and has a uh, over 600 yards rushing. So he, he can very well put on a, a very good campaign for the highest matter of us winning games and his, him leading us to something big. And if he's able to do that, I, I think his, his chances are great. We, I think the offense this year will be a little more spread out and, and giving us a, 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 lot, a lot of opportunities to make big plays instead of throwing the ball sideways like we, we used to do. And so that, that in itself will help, will help him out a lot.
1: All right, bold, I want your bold prediction. Uh, what? How is Texas going to finish the season? They're playing a 10-game uh, schedule. I'm on record as saying 9-1. Who's
0: your one loss to?
1: Uh, I have a one <laughs> loss, and, and I'm going to tell you this. I I am predicting Texas will beat Oklahoma in the Cotton Bowl. And
0: I know uh, what you're going to say.
1: Uh, I have a slip up game against Oklahoma State in Stillwater. I knew
0: you were gonna say that. To I, ha- I
1: my <laughs> That's the the one that's the one game I'll tell you when when I'm when I look at the schedule and I see the, the team and, and knowing the history of playing in Stillwater, I just feel like that's a tough matchup.
0: It is. It is. And that that, that would be my 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 loans slip up but I, and so i'm like with you with the with the same 9 and 1 and like like i said that would be my loan slip up right there because the oklahoma game you know what you're getting everybody knows yep. what's happening Th- that second week in october everybody, everybody knows what's going down and so it's it's easy to get ready for that but it's a, it's a different animal going in the still water <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and as we've seen as of late you know yeah, so, it definitely
1: All right, so Cammie, we had Eric Metcalf on the show, talked a lot, got some good insight. Uh, It's always fun to talk with uh, former Texas Longhorns and especially Eric, who was, you know, I grew up watching Eric Metcalf in the NFL. And let me just tell you, he was one of my least favorite players, but that was mostly because he was killing my favorite team.
2: (laughs) That's awesome.
1: But he's a talent. He's talented. Um, You know, he's. He's excited though. I mean, it, it's just interesting that when talking about the NFL a little bit with him, you know, and he's like, I don't get as excited about the NFL as I do college football, you know, and, and, and you know, he's super excited about, you know, Texas Longhorns finally getting on the field. And, you know, it's like he said, he goes, I don't even care about the final score. I just want to look good. Yeah. I mean,
2: that makes sense.
1: Did he say anything that you kind of struck you? Like, you, what was your big takeaway? Uh, from the interview with with Eric?
2: Probably uh, when discussing the record predictions for Texas this upcoming season, he mentioned um, them going nine and one. But the interesting part was that uh, his prediction for that one loss was actually coming against Oklahoma State, uh, obviously at Oklahoma State. So um, I thought that was interesting. And we've been preaching and talking about how we're kind of more worried about uh, playing the Cowboys up there than we are the Red River rivalry. So uh, that that thinks, I mean, he thinks Texas will defeat Oklahoma twice, which is very hard to do. But I understand um, the concerns in terms of going to play Oklahoma State. They obviously have uh, some of the best offensive weapons in all of college football over there. So it'll be a tough game.
1: Yeah, it, it's interesting. I, I asked him about, you know, Sam Ellinger this season. Uh, can he have a Heisman-worthy season? Uh Seth Galina from Pro Football Focus actually tweeted out that he will be a Heisman winner. You know, so, so talking to Eric and, and he's, you know, obviously you heard it, uh, you know, when he's talking about. Yeah, I mean, he's he's had the stats worthy of it. You know, it's it's really a matter of winning those games. Right.
2: Right. I
1: think the I think the winning the games is the only thing that's really kept him out of the conversation. Uh, I think when you look at what he did in 2018, um, you know, close to 40 combined touchdowns, Um, and then obviously last season he did it again, like 38 combined touchdowns, 32 passing, threw for 3,663 yards, had another 600 rushing. So he's going to put up numbers. Um, It's it's a matter of Texas winning those football games and not dropping four games in a year like they've done the last several years. You know, they've got to beat – they got to win those games. They can't lose to a TCU. They can't lose to an Iowa exactly. State. Uh, I think they could get by with losing to Oklahoma, but I don't uh-huh. think that they can lose some of those other games that they've lost in years past. They can't play Kansas close. Um, they they've got a they've got to establish dominance in that game and and really push the throttle.
2: Right. Oh. I think it's I think it's just a consistency issue, like you're saying, because um, you want to say that Texas doesn't necessarily show up against the uh, top or best competition, but they really do. We've seen Ellinger uh, obviously against LSU last season. So um, it's weird because he does show up against the toughest competition, but he he's also had some awful games against uh, like those TCUs oh. like you mentioned in spoilers. So, yeah, you're you're right. They just need to, I guess, advance further. Um at least win the big 12 title. I mean, he hasn't even done that yet. He's gotten very close, but uh, he hasn't even won the big 12 title yet. So hopefully he can do that as a senior.
1: Yeah. Um, and you know, the, obviously I brought that up too, you know, the, the TCU game worst game he's ever had, you know, he does, he's not a guy that turns the ball over, mm-hmm. um, you know, and obviously turning the ball over against that defense uh, can make it difficult on anybody. And that's, you know, why TCU is, is, is a solid team. I'm not going to say they're great. And they got their questions this year. They're, uh, what are they doing a quarterback now that they don't have uh, Max Dugan? Um, mm-hmm. You know, so, uh, which he struggled last year. His best game came against Texas, but the rest of the year it was very uh, mediocre. But um, the other thing that we we talked about, and you know, I thought this was interesting about the Texas A and M game. Um, you know, and he, he said on the on one side I played in that game, so obviously I won it. He said, but when you look at it from a recruiting standpoint, they play in the SEC, you can't lose that game you know and so you know he was 50 50 on it uh but you know he's expecting big things from texas longhorns this year i'm expecting big things uh hopefully i mean obviously i have a nine and one prediction cammy what was your prediction were you were you 10 and 0 were you drinking (laughs)
2: well see i i'm more i guess an optimistic uh realist is what i like to call myself but um i wanted to put something along the lines of probably like the nine and one record but um i think realistically at the same time the talent is there for them to not lose a single game so that's definitely what I put I wanted to put something different than uh, what you and Griffin had predicted but uh yeah I guess I'm drinking their Kool-Aid right now
1: drinking the burnt orange Kool-Aid you heard it here first Cammie Griffin on the Lockdown Longhorns podcast 10 and 0 uh so you're going 11 and 0 right because obviously you got them winning the big 12 championship
2: mm-hmm. it's gonna be tough but they can do it
1: yeah, well, it's going to be tough, but if they do do it, uh, we're talking about Texas in the college football playoff for the first time, which you is imagine? interesting. Uh, yeah, it, it, well, it's funny because Chip Patterson at CBS Sports, when he was predicting the season, you know, he was talking about each and every year, like you can pick the three teams that are going to be in the playoff. There's always a newbie. All right. There's always a Notre Dame. There's a Michigan State the top 2 teams that he listed as potential newbie you got Florida Gators and number 2 is Texas Longhorns oh i like both
2: of those picks actually
1: uh, you know Kyle Trask is a guy who a lot of people are going to talk about at Florida same way Ellinger uh Trask is is interesting because he's so inexperienced like he he didn't even play much in high school um you know so he, he's like a young he's a young guy who's learning on the fly uh but i'm going to put you on the spot Cammy since it is friday i want your prediction what's mm-hmm. happening saturday night i want i want your x factor who's going to go off in this game mm-hmm. and i want a score prediction
2: Ooh, x factor i'm going to go uh, my pet cat because i would have typically said jake smith that he's not playing i'm going to go rashawn johnson running back and what was the other one
1: uh what's your prediction
2: oh So I'm actually probably going to bet against the spread. I think Texas will be um, easily defeating UTEP on Saturday night. But I think um, 42 is a little steep for me. So I'll probably go somewhere along the lines of, uh, oh, gosh. I don't know the exact score-wise, but I think they'll win by about, like, 35 points.
1: You got a 35-point win. I'm going big time, Cammie. I'm going with a – it's about a 54-point win here. They're covering totally the spring. Uh Texas 63, UTEP six. Two late field goals in the late in the last in the fourth quarter to get UTEP on the board after being down well, about 28-0 at halftime. Uh, I got B. John Robinson going off in this game. I'm talking 100 yards, a couple touchdowns. Uh, that, that's my guy. You know it. That's who I'm going to go mm-hmm. with. So Texas wins big. Obviously, if you want your picks and you want to get ready for the weekend, you got to check me out. Ben Stevens, Locked On College Football. We got Colin Wilson from the Action Network on today's episode where we get you ready for your game picks. What's the pick of the week? Over, under, lines? You got to check them out. We talk about all of them, including my lock of the week. But you got to check it out. Go to wherever you get your podcast and subscribe to the Locked On College Football Podcast. You will get me each and every Friday making your game picks. Uh, but that's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Longhorns podcast with Tammy and Patrick. As always, keep it locked on.
2: Hook them.